Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. It is Thursday. Glad to be back. I am pissed that I wasn't able to do the podcast yesterday. Issue with that, people in the comment section on DLive saying, wow, early. Yeah, early. Joe's not here. <laughs> a lot of days, Joe kind of rushes into the room a couple minutes before we go live. So the time we usually go live five minutes after it's to accommodate Joe's schedule and make sure he has enough time to get here when Joe's not on. Um, we can we can end up going a little earlier. Um, so welcome back, everyone. Reason I wasn't on yesterday. Um, nothing really all that serious. Some people were were messaging me on my on my personal Facebook page. Um, I had dental work done, and uh, they numbed up my mouth. And I've always had weird reactions to lidocaine, novocaine, whatever it, it is these days. Um, so my mouth was numb. So Joe was out of town, and my whole right side of my face was numb. And I had I had to decide whether I wanted to go on and talk like this or whether just let's do a best of some kind of other <laughs> replay. Uh, it was for the best. I didn't regain control of the right side of my face until about 15 minutes before the podcast ended. So it is, is better that I didn't go live. That would have been very embarrassing. Definitely would have been a career killer for sure had I <laughs> gone on and done that. Um, so that's where I was yesterday sorry we didn't have a podcast we're gonna make it up to you we're gonna try and do an extra podcast in the next week to make up for that um so again apologies uh, to start off and, and one of the reasons i'm so pissed that i wasn't on yesterday is because fauci's emails dropped yesterday so here i am before my even before my 7 30 a.m dentist appointment i'm scrambling getting all the stuff together for the show think okay i'll be able to go on afterwards to sit there and watch all of the rest of the media. Well, we'll see that. Not really all the rest of the media, but conservative media covering all of it and me ready to go, but I can't talk. <laughs> it was so demoralizing. So we're going to talk about Fauci's emails today. Um, better late than never. And there's a lot in them. Thousands of pages. So there's going to be nuggets that we're not going to really be able to digest for a few days more. But we're going to get into all that today. Make sure you hit that share button. This is one of those. I love doing these deep dives into emails. We did these for Hillary Clinton's emails. Um, a lot, it's a lot of fun. So make sure you hit that share button. So more people can see this, hit the thumbs up and comment, comment, comment. That's how we bust through the algorithms. Uh, today's podcast first ad read of the day is my pillow. Have you seen that my pillow has reduced the price of their queen pillows to the lowest price ever? $29.99. My pillows have never been this cheap. And if you use, but only it's only there. If you use promo code CD 21. Use promo code CD21 at MyPillow.com and you will get your MyPillow for the cheapest price they have ever been offered for. It's a big, big deal. So again, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get that massive discount. And not just on the pillows. This discount works for everything up to 66% off. Some different items have different percentages, but up to 66% off if you use promo code CD21. We love Mike Lindell. We love MyPillow. Proud to support them. And if you, when you buy it from MyPillow using our promo code CD21, 
you support Mike Lindell, you support my pillow, and you help support the podcast. Really, really good stuff. I need to get more. My wife went to my wife went to IKEA with my kids. I don't know why she took them to IKEA because she wanted to wear them out, and she bought pillows. Why would you let them do that? And I'm like, yeah. Why? Uh, she brought them to Ikea, Ikea, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Buying pillows. We we have the MyPillow hookup, and she's like, I need pillows. So they're going back, and we're going to be ordering a bunch of my pillows because at that price, it's unbeatable. Why would you buy a pillow anywhere else? Yeah, I don't know, Mr. Producer. I don't know why my wife took my kids to Ikea. I think she wanted somewhere where my kids could oh, run around I, I was thinking and not be in the back. sun. They're going to come back with something you'd have to put together, and I can never follow the instructions. Oh, yeah, so, no, no, no. Yeah, no. She, like, she, she knows better than that. Jenga puzzle no, home, she, you know? No, no, no. She got like cups and, and utensils and like spatulas, things like that. Um, and another really weird thing, I don't want to go too far into this, but my wife has been in contact with Senator Cruz's office. She was unemployed. She has a job now. Uh, hopefully it turns into a full-time job, uh, like a, a permanent job. She has a job, but she ha- I was on unemployment. And Texas is basically claiming that she doesn't exist anymore. Uh, not not really, but she, they're asking her to verify her identity. No matter how hard she tries, it just won't accept any of her identity documents. So she, they're trying to like cancel her unemployment and make her pay it all back. She put in one email to Ted Cruz's office, and Ted Cruz's office is just fixing it for her. The Democrats, our local Democrat representatives, didn't do anything, right? The state legislators, state senators didn't do anything. She had to call Ted Cruz's office, which is uh, it's pretty stunning. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what my wife's doing right now. She's downstairs working. She has little baby Micah with her. But uh, it's been it's been an interesting couple of days for sure. Before we get into Fauci's emails, as you all know, it is Pride Month. Pride Month, the day where you basically throw every little you basically throw a bowl of alphabet soup at the wall and whatever let, letters stick. That's what we're going with that day. So it's Pride Month, but it's also straight Pride Month. Put up my screen, Mister Producer. I think that this month should be called thank a straight person today for your existence. Straight pride month without straight people. There would be no gay pride month. I like that. Thank a straight person for your existence month. Uh, A little wordy, but I think it could stick. Okay. Take it down. All right. We're going to get into Fauci's emails and we're going to take this and have Tucker Carlson help us out a little bit with it. We'll dive into the emails more than he covered on his show, but he did such a good job with it. I want to start out with Tucker. So let's go ahead and listen to this. This is cut one. The utter fraudulence of Tony Fauci is obvious now, and it's widely acknowledged, but it was not always obvious. In March of last year, we interviewed Fauci on this show. We treated him with respect. We took his answer seriously. We're Americans, so we assumed the man in charge of protecting the U.S. from COVID must be rational and impressive. We also assumed he must be honest, but we were wrong. It soon became clear that Tony Fauci was just another sleazy federal bureaucrat, deeply political and often dishonest. More shocking than that, we then learned that Fauci himself was implicated in the very pandemic he'd been charged with fighting. Fauci supported the grotesque and dangerous experiments that appeared to have made COVID possible. We came to these conclusions incrementally, spurred by evidence that accumulated over the course of a year. Tonight, we have the mother load. Thanks to a freedom of information request from BuzzFeed, we have thousands of emails to and from Anthony Fauci. They go back to the early winter of 2020. Collectively, they show that from the beginning, Tony Fauci was worried 
that the public might conclude COVID had originated at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, why would Tony Fauci be concerned that Americans would conclude that? Possibly because Tony Fauci knew perfectly well that he had funded gain-of-function experiments at that very same laboratory. The emails prove that Fauci lied about this under oath. Consider this exchange, which began the evening of January 31st, 2020. It was a Friday just before midnight. The first email came from an immunologist called Christian Anderson, who works at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla, California. Anderson warned Fauci that COVID appeared to have been possibly manipulated in a laboratory. Quote, the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. Right, the next day on February 1st, Tony Fauci wrote back. So yeah, Fauci responds, thanks, let's talk later. But that is, that's the big one. It's the big one where you have an immunologist emailing Fauci and saying that some of the features of COVID-19 potentially look engineered. That's a big deal. That's something that you think that Tony Fauci would repeat or at least look into it, right? You at least think that he would look into it. And we have that image. We can put it up on the screen again, image number one. This is, this is from that immunologist, Christian G. Anderson. Some of the features potentially look engineered. The unusual features of the virus make up a very small part of the genome. It's not the, it, so obviously it, it's clear that this virus existed in some form, but that doctor, is, that doctor is warning Fauci that his study of it shows that some of that is just not normal. It's not natural. It couldn't have happened natural. It looks potentially engineered. And then Fauci responds, okay, <laughs> okay, well, we'll check it out later. <laughs> check it out later. Let's go back to Tucker because he, he starts talking a little bit about gain of function next. Let's go back to cut one. Christian, talk soon on the call. Fauci then sent an urgent email to his deputy, a man called Hugh Auchincloss. The subject of that email, in all caps, was important. Quote, Hugh, it is essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward. You will have tasks today that must be done. Attached to that email was a document. It was entitled, quote, Barrick She et al. Nature Medicine SARS Gain of Function dot PDF. Now, the Barrick in the attachment right, referred it, to Ralph it, Barr, right there. a virologist. Pause it right there. All right. So we're going to get into this and we're going to have him play. And we'll probably play a little bit of the exchange. We've played a ton, but it's becoming very, very important. The exchange between Fauci and Rand Paul, where Rand Paul was grilling him on that Dr. Barrick. As we see now, Fauci was already briefed on Dr. Barrick. So when he feigned ignorance under oath before Congress, he either has no memory or he was lying. So Tucker showed that email, but I want to go back in the email chain a little bit. Let's put up image number two. This is one of the original emails in that chain that came through. Image number two. This is an email to Dr. Fauci from Hugh Auschenkloss. Hugh Auschenkloss from the NIH. The paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain of function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what they mean, what that means since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. She would try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. So what are they talking about? They're talking about the research between, <laughs> between Barrick, Xi, Wuhan Institute of Virology, 
and Fauci and the NIH. And they're saying, yeah, we did fund them. The work was going on before the gain of function pause. Remember, I believe it was in 2014, the Obama White House put a pause on gain of function research. So if the money had already left and, and gone out the door and Wuhan had already uh, performed that gain of function research, what that email shows is that they think it ha if it happened, it happened before the ban. But even after the ban, they put in for approval and it was approved. So they're trying to figure out just how much of their fingerprints at NIH are on this leak, which then it follows up. Let's go to image three. This is the one that um, Tucker just showed you. In response to that email, this is what Fauci responded with. He forwarded it. Again, the attachment is Barrick Shee et al. Barrick is the guy in North Carolina, I think it's North Carolina, who developed the way of manipulating viruses to make it look natural. She was at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The attachment is Barrick Shee et al. Nature Medicine, SARS gain of function. And Tucker's right. Fauci writes to Hugh, it's essential that we speak. You will have tasks today that must be done. Now, Anthony Fauci is the most, the highest paid employee in the federal government. That's true. He has held his position in the NIH for 37 years. It's a long time. It's a long time to be doing very, very little. You would think, though, that Fauci, obviously, I understand. When you're that high up, you do delegate things. But there are other things in the email chain that we see where Fauci seems to be very, very lazy. Go ahead, put up my screen. An email came through accusing China of lying about COVID deaths. Fauci responded that the email was too long for him to read and he wanted someone else to do it. So let's see if they have the clip. Here's the full text of the email. Hi, Dr. Fauci. I'm now back in my office. I typed the original message on phone. I just noticed a bunch of typos. Below is a better version. That's not that long. When you're, when you're, the, when you're the head of the NIH and you're trying to stop COVID and people are, are emailing you, you, you'd read that, right? Well, Fauci didn't read it. Fauci didn't read the explainer warning that China was lying about their COVID death numbers. So it was too long. Too long for him to read. Handed it off to someone else. We can take down my screen. That's just very interesting to me. Very, very interesting to me. So let's go ahead and, and go back to Tucker, because I think this is where Tucker's going to play that clip from Rand Paul. Let's go back to cut one. In the U.S., who collaborated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Bark worked with a woman called Dr. Shi Sheng Li, known as the Bat Lady, because she manipulates coronaviruses that infect bats. She was the she in the attachment. Now, keep in mind that during the questioning from Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky fairly recently, Tony Fauci denied that this same Ralph Barak had conducted gain-of-function research. Again, this is the Ralph Barak in Fauci's attachment, which was entitled Barak, she et al., SARS gain-of-function, dot PDF. And yet, under oath before the United States Congress, Fauci denied this. Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. And if you look at the grant, and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that. Oh, it wasn't right, just it. on Twitter. Pause it. it was so he, under oath, just testified that Barrick is not performing any gain-of-function research. That's what he testified under oath. Let's go back to it. Image three, straight from Anthony Fauci's emails. This is an email that Anthony Fauci wrote to Hugh Aukingschloss. I'll never pronounce that. To Hugh. He sent it to Hugh. 
on first the 1st of February 2020, Anthony Fauci added an attachment. And the attachment reads, Barrick, she, et al., SARS gain of function. So when Fauci says under oath that Barrick does not perform gain of function research, it is very obvious that Fauci knows that he does. Because Fauci read, <laughs> read this article and forwarded it to other people and then said, this is very important. You're going to have a lot of work to do. That's how important it's. It's not just a, oh, read this. This seems interesting. It's read this, digest it. We're having conference calls and you're going to be put to work all day long. Fauci knows that Barrett conducts gain of function research. So Fauci lied. Fauci lied under oath. Are you surprised? I'm not all that surprised. Well, let's finish up with Tucker. Let's play. Go back to cut one. Fauci's own emails. In retrospect, that looks a lot like perjury. We do know that starting early last year, a lot of people at NIH were worried that COVID had not occurred naturally. They were concerned it had been instead manipulated in a lab in China. And yet they seemed determined to hide those facts from the public. Again, why? On the afternoon of February 1st last year, Fauci held a conference call with several top virologists. Most of the details of that call were made hidden from public view. They've been redacted. We know the call was related to a document entitled Coronavirus Sequence Comparison. Jeremy Farrar, a British physician who runs a major research nonprofit, reminded everyone on the call that what they said was top secret. Quote, information and discussion is shared in total confidence and not to be shared until agreement on next steps, end quote. In other emails, Jeremy Farrar passed along an article from the website Zero Hedge. That piece suggested the coronavirus might have been created as a bioweapon. We now know that is a more plausible explanation than the one we believed at first and were told by the media, which is that Corona came from a pangolin. And yet for the crime of saying that out loud, a more plausible explanation, Zero Hedge was banned from social media platforms. Until recently, you were not allowed to suggest that COVID might be man-made. Why couldn't you suggest that? The fact checkers wouldn't allow it. Why wouldn't they? Because Tony Fauci, assured the tech monopolies that the coronavirus could not have been man-made. And so the tech monopolies shut down the topic. Watch Fauci lie. A group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. That was April 17th, 2020, very shortly into the course of this pandemic. At that point, what Tony Fauci just asserted as known could not conclusively have been known. That was a Unmute yourself, my friend. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I mute myself because there, there's thunder behind me and I don't want that to come across. Um, also, forewarning, there's a thunderstorm right now here in Texas. If I do cut out, Josh will take over while I get back online. Sometimes the power goes out. Um, so, yeah, the big takeaway there is Anthony Fauci's full of shit. He's having these meetings behind closed doors talking about the genome, how it's being manipulated, studying it. And then when he gets out in front of the cameras, he's saying that, oh, no, the scientists all agree. The scientists all agree that it's consistent with how it jumps from bats to humans. When we now see in his emails that the scientists don't all agree, lots of scientists were warning him that, no, this was, this was man-made. This is not natural. It's probably leaked from the lab. 
having these meetings. He's even forwarding the stuff onto people to take a look at. That's how seriously he was taking it. But when he came in front of the American people, he lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. Let's finish up with Tucker. Go back to cut one. Tony Fauci suggested that he knew because top researchers had decided conclusively that this must have jumped naturally from an animal to a human being. But again, at that point, he could not have known that. That was dishonest. Two days after he said that, one of the virologists that Tony Fauci had funded to conduct dangerous coronavirus experiments in Wuhan wrote to thank him for the help. That man, a man called Peter Daszak, complained to Fauci that the American tax dollars he'd taken for these experiments were being, quote, publicly targeted by Fox News reporters. Yet Daszak remained grateful for Tony Fauci's support. Quote, I just wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators, wow. end quote. Now, strangely, most of this specific email from Daszak to Fauci has been redacted. This is incredible. And it was redacted under FOIA section B7A. That specific exemption to the FOIA law applies to, quote, records or information compiled for law enforcement purposes, but only to the extent that production of those documents could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings. Are Peter Daszak and Tony Fauci under criminal investigation? We can only hope they are. They certainly I deserve it. it. At this point, So this is a huge detail. We have the, we have the email. Put up image number four. This is from that guy, Dazik. Image four from Dazik thanking Anthony Fauci for a personal thank you for publicly standing up for the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yes, as Tucker says, that red square right there, B7A, that they're only allowed to uh, redact under a B7A redaction if it has a law enforcement purpose. Specifically, it's being used in a law enforcement criminal investigation. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Now, are they under investigation? I, I agree with I agree with Tucker. I hope so. Also, part of me is really concerned because we've seen the FBI, the DOJ, the deep state intervene and and cover things up. That would be a pretty creative way of covering up Anthony Fauci's crimes to then put him under an investigation they had no intention of prosecuting. I don't want to I don't want to get too conspiratorial on it, but it, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to point out. Very interesting, though, that Anthony Fauci, it seems to me that Anthony Fauci only came out and started saying, hey, I think it might be man-made when he knew his emails were going to get released. Right? We've we seen Anthony Fauci do the flip-flop, the flip-flop game, back, forth, back, forth. It was man-made. It wasn't man-made. It was man-made. It wasn't man-made. That happened. That started happening right as Anthony Fauci was probably getting notified, hey, we're handing over all of your emails to BuzzFeed. Interesting, huh? Very, very interesting. Now, Tucker did great. Fox News did absolutely fantastic with covering this. What wasn't so fantastic was the White House press conference yesterday. White House press conference, you would think that after all of Anthony Fauci's emails were all revealed, even though it's a, it's a lot to digest, we, we had top line takeaways from the Fauci emails very, very quickly. How many, uh, leave in the comment in the comment section, how many questions do you think Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, how many comments, do, uh, questions do you think Jen Psaki fielded on Anthony Fauci's emails yesterday during yesterday's press conference, right? Hot off the presses. We have his emails. How many questions do you think were posed to her about Anthony Fauci's emails? Go ahead. Put your, your put your guess in the comment section. Not going to go on too long because the answer 
is zero. I have taken the entire press conference and sped it up to 50 times the speed. Go ahead, put up cut three, Mr. Producer, and I'll keep talking over it. This is the press conference at 50 times the speed. And I'm allowed to do this because not once in the entire press conference is there a question about Anthony Fauci's emails. Not once. There is not a single question posed to Saki about Anthony Fauci. And we're going to get through all the emails, right? There's tons. It's not just about gain of function, which is criminal. This is criminal stuff. He, he went before Congress, before the Senate, and lied under oath. Not once did any of these reporters ask her about that. Ask her about any of it. And we go ahead and cut it. We don't have to watch the whole hour or so sped up times 50. But I'll show you what CNN was doing instead. So you think, okay, CNN, what, what, what could be more important than talking about these emails? Now I get it. People get a little, they have, they have blinders. They see the emails like, oh, not again. Hillary's emails, they're tired of hearing about the emails. But these emails are important. What was more important on CNN? What was so important that they didn't want to talk about the emails that they had to go to a different segment. Well, this is what CNN was talking about instead. Let's play cut four. And if you look out the top, this is what a cicada looks like. Yes, they are making cicada sushi. Yeah, that's so you got, you got artwork over here as well. Making bug sushi. Are you ready? Cheers. Actually, I'm less yeah. scared of this. <laughs> okay. Oh, the crunch. She just ate a bug. Mm. Do I have a wing hanging oh, out of my mouth? Mm. Oh, it's oh. literally in there. <laughs> Max, if I could, the dude on the left is just losing his mind. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, this is what happens when your news agency loses 70% of its viewers. They are, they are reduced to morning talk show stunts. I mean, you, you expect to see this on a Good Morning America, on, on some kind of morning show where they have to fill the time. Let's bring the, let's bring the bug sushi guy in. There's lots of bugs emerging from hibernation. Let's bring in the bug sushi guy. We got time to kill. It's 5 a.m. No one's going to be watching anyway. Let's make the reporter eat some bugs. This was, yeah, people say it looks like Fear Factor. This was live on the air when they should have been covering news. Instead, they're doing bug sushi. Bug sushi. You heard that crunch? Yeah, she says, is there a wing in my mouth? She's not talking about chicken wings, folks. Cicada. Cicada wings. She ate cicada sushi. Gross. Well, eventually, CNN did get their act together. And they did talk about Anthony Fauci's email. So in full disclosure, and in fairness to CNN, I want to show you the entirety of CNN's coverage of Anthony Fauci's emails. Let's go ahead and play this. This is cut five. Thousands of emails to and from Dr. Anthony Fauci have been obtained by news outlets, including CNN. They offer a glimpse into Fauci's frantic schedule and the weight that came with his role uh, of being a bearer of honest news, frank and honest news, on the Trump administration's coronavirus task force. In one email from February of last year, Fauci wrote it was reminiscent of post-anthrax days. Days later, he told a reporter, quote, I am really tired, not much sleep these days. New day. That's it. That's the entirety. That's their hot take. Fauci committed perjury. They have, we have him dead to rights when he said Dr. Barrick is not conducting gain-of-function research. And then he, we have that email where he shared the PDF that literally says Barrick, she, gain-of-function. 
We have them dead to rights. Instead, CNN dove into the emails and they found one where he was disgruntled with, with the Trump administration. And that's how they reported it. We're going to spend the better part of two hours talking about this man's emails. And it, we're not talking about how he didn't like how the Trump administration was handling it, how he didn't like Trump, how he thought Trump was mismanaging. No, we're not going to take the CNN hot take. There's, a, there's real crimes, real crimes here. But CNN couldn't be bothered with that. CNN gave it less than 30 seconds and they didn't even share the top line findings. Incredible stuff, huh? Really, really incredible stuff. What's also incredible, our sponsor, our sponsor, sponsor of the show. Do do you spend a lot of time outdoors? I do. Yes, I do. I do. If you, if you do spend a lot of time outdoors, you got to get Aramed Care Network. If you haven't already, you got to get it. $85 covers your entire household for one year. It's less per year if you buy three years at a time, five years at a time, or if you're a senior citizen. But if you just want to buy one year, $85 will cover you in the event that an emergency or disaster strikes and you need to be airlifted to a hospital. Lots of people don't know this, but if, if that happens, if, if, you're, if you only have minutes left to live and you need to be rushed to a hospital, a lot of times, even if you don't live in the boonies, they'll give you an air medical transport just because they don't want to get stuck in traffic. A lot of people don't know that your health insurance, even if you have the best health insurance plans in the country, it won't cover an air med transport. It just won't. I mean, most health insurances won't cover an ambulance. They definitely won't cover a helicopter. You're going to be out 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus thousand dollars. And yeah, I understand life is the most important thing. You got to do what you got to do. But after that, those bills are going to hit and it's going to really hurt. Well, you don't have to worry about that if you get Airmate Care Network. Again, for $85, it gets you one year of coverage. And as long as you are flown by an AMCN provider, you won't pay one cent to be transported to a hospital. So it's a huge deal. So if you spend a lot of time outdoors, if you're hiking, off-roading, fishing, hunting, if you have a mountain house, if you have a lake house, somewhere that's off the beaten track, or just if you live in the suburbs and you're worried that, hey, if I need to get taken to the hospital, knowing how rush hour is, I'm probably going to need to be airlifted. Make sure you get this. You don't want to go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And as a bonus, if you use the promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Okay, so yeah, the, the CNN hot take. The CNN hot take is, oh, Fauci didn't like Trump. They, they went through 3,000 plus pages and they found the one page that had nothing to do with the actual crimes that they could use to, to push a story, push their narrative, right? If you didn't already believe that CNN is biased as hell, this really should show it. It really should show it. So let's dive into some more of these emails. Let's dive into some more of these emails. Um, actually, no, before we do that, we have Gammy Sparkles. I always like taking Gammy Sparkles on the air. She always has a hot take. I want to hear what she has to think about Fauci. Gammy, welcome to the show. Can you turn it up? Because I can't even hear from your side. Oh, okay, Josh, you got to turn us up then. Hey, hey Gammy, what, what, what do you want to say about Fauci? Hello? I can't hear you uh, guys. Can you turn right, it Ms. up Bruce, a little? Take, take Gammy off and, and figure that out. Josh, while you were gone, we had someone mess with the board. And for whatever reason, my mic doesn't go through to anyone who's calling in. So if you can fix that, we'll bring Gammy Sparkles back on 
um, once you can figure out what that is. In the meantime, let's put up image number five. This was an email that came into Anthony Fauci on the 22nd of February, 2020. And it was from Michael, Dr. Michael Jacobs. He says, Dear Tony, I am a Cornell Medical School graduate. I'm Associate Professor of Dermatology at Whaley Cornell in private practice. I mean, a couple other things about the pedigree. We have been following the coronavirus pandemic closely and a few days ago became alarmed at the news that the Chinese government is sterilizing their paper money from Hubei province. We think that there is a possibility that the virus was released from a lab in Wuhan, the biotech area of China. We also think that the virus might be complex with another organism such as a yeast or fungus to make it more sticky. We would like to discuss this with you further. We fear that immediate action must be taken by United States scientists to try to neutralize the threat. Please contact me at your earliest convenience, yada, yada, yada. That was an email into Anthony Fauci warning him that, hey, we're researching this. I'm working with a, a doctor, a, a virologist, and we're very concerned that this was released from Wuhan and it was manipulated. You don't remember hearing Fauci talking about that on the news. No, Fauci said, without a doubt, he said that there was the medical consensus that it was not, that it was not manipulated. Interesting stuff, right? You think that, is, is Fauci a liar? I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that Fauci is a liar. I'm starting to think he's full of shit. Interesting, 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 interesting stuff. So while while Josh tries to get Gammy Sparkles on the air, let's jump to image six. This is another email that Fauci got from an Adam Gartner and the subject line is coronavirus bioweapon production method. That's, that's a pretty big deal. Hello, Anthony. This is how the virus was created. And then he goes at length. I don't know if any of, it, if any of it's real. It might just be gibberish. But it seems like a pretty important email. It seems like a pretty important email. Instead, it was he just forwarded it to NIAID public inquiries. You see that? Go back to it. Go back to it at the top. It was sent to Fauci. Go back, go back to that image, Mr. Producer. Image six. It was sent to Fauci. Um, sent to Fauci. And <laughs> I guess he forwarded it from a private. I guess he probably has a private email that's linked. So that's why they probably redacted, used that B6 redaction for privacy. It came to him and he forwarded it just to public inquiries. I mean, what? Uh, uh, uh. So someone actually figured out Anthony Fauci's email, got him what what uh, seems to be a warning, and instead of sending it to the people to look into, he put it back at the at the end of the bureaucracy. It's pretty stunning, right? Uh, it's almost like he didn't want that to be investigated. It's almost like he didn't want it to be investigated. Funny, huh? I mean, it's not funny. Lots of people have died. Lots of people have died around the world in the United States. Yeah, COVID will not kill 99% of the people who get it. But for that 1%, how many of them would have been saved if maybe Fauci had, had put this, instead of at the end of the bureaucracy, to go back to the bottom of the hill, maybe given it to someone who could actually look into it instead of just sending it to the info, <laughs> the info <laughs> email address for the NIH. Um, Josh is going to have to fix our call-in system after the show. Whoever was filling in messed with some stuff. So if people call, they're not going to be able to hear me. So we're not going to be able to take calls. So Josh, you can take down the call-in number, which is unfortunate. I feel I, bad I for Gammy Sparkles. I tried my best. I got to find a way. I know. I know. He'll, he'll fix it. So let's take down the call-in number. And I apologize to Gammy Sparkles. I Sorry, really Gams. do apologize. I always try to get you on, darling, but 
not this time. And, and Gammy, if you go ahead and write your comment into wherever you're watching, you're probably DLive knowing you. If you write the comment, what you want to say about Fauci, I'd be happy to read it on the air. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. Um, so yeah, so, so Fauci gets this alert. Fauci gets this alert that it's a bioweapon. And instead of forwarding it to the right people, he forwards it to the info. There's like the, the publicly available email address so it can go back through <laughs> the bureaucracy. Incredible stuff. And yet he's out there saying it was not man-made. It was not man-made. It was not man-made. Well, no, it's looking more and more now like it was man-made and that, and that Anthony Fauci didn't want it to be man-made. Incredible. So I, I want to play a little bit longer because Tucker played a little bit. I'm not going to play the full seven minutes because we played it so many times. But I want to play a little bit of this exchange between Rand Paul and Fauci because this Dr. Barrick keeps coming up in the email in the emails. And Fauci lied. And it's important to call him out on the lie because he deserves to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Let's play this as a little bit of it. Let's play cut number two. Dr. Fauci, we don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. For years, Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Institute, sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Xi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus and then used this man-made supervirus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. The SARS virus had a 15% mortality. We're fighting a pandemic that has about a 1% mortality. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it, to the spike protein, if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund of Dr. Barrick? We do not fund Do you fund gain Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? D Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. Not you don't think it's cutting a bat virus? So let's repeat, just, just to repeat it again, go to image number three, image number three, Anthony Fauci sharing the research on SARS. Just, I mean, it, it's almost like Rand Paul got these emails before we all did. 
because he he lays it out step by step. No, go go back to it. Go back to it. Keep it up. Barak Shia all SARS gain of function. So the Fauci saying we we have never and do not fund gain of function research. That's not what they were saying in the emails. Let's take this down and go to image two. We showed this a little while ago. This is from another guy. I can't pronounce his last name, so we'll just go with Hugh in the NIH, talking about the paper that Fauci sent him. The paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain-of-function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. So it, it, he didn't even like add the caveat that this was conducted before the pause. This was gain-of-function research. It, there was the pause, and then they applied for the exception, saying, yeah, it's still gain-of-function, but we think it's important. We think you should grant us an exception to the ban. And the NIH approved the exception. So Fauci here is getting information from other people in NIH saying, yes, we funded this lab. Yes, they were conducting gain-of-function research, obviously through the paper titled SARS Gain-of-Function. And the other guy in the NIH saying, yes, it was before the ban, but then they asked for approval after the ban and we let them do it anyway. We're going to have people try and figure out whether we have distant ties to this work abroad. And yet he's in front of Rand Paul saying Rand Paul is absolutely wrong. That that's in itself is a lie. When you are a subject matter expert and, and someone lays out the facts in front of you and you tell him that he's wrong. When you're a subject matter expert, obviously there is room for interpretation about things. But what Rand Paul just explained with Dr. Barrick conducting the research, working with the Wuhan Institute that, that was receiving NIH funding through a subgrant, it was all correct. So when Anthony Fauci gets up there and says, you're absolutely wrong, that is a lie. That's perjury. When he says we have never conducted gain-of-function research abroad, that is a lie. The emails prove that they, that they admitted that they did. And they were in damage control, trying to figure out how bad it was. And when he said we still do not conduct it, that is also a lie. Because they're, they're giving money to a research project that applied for an exception to the gain-of-function ban. So three lies, just in that one sentence. Three lies. That, perjury isn't just you lied in your whole statement. Perjury can be prosecuted lie by lie by lie. Doesn't have to be, oh, he lied for 10 minutes straight, so he's charged once. No, it's technically lie by lie by lie. Lie by lie by lie. So we showed earlier that um, that email. I don't want to keep rehashing it, but I forgot to mention this when we brought it up. Put up image four. This is from that guy, Dazak. Dazak, Dazak. Uh, Peter Dazak, he is a researcher at the Wuhan Institute. Um, he helps fund. He's a funder. That's how they're they're calling him. He was thanking Fauci for coming to the Wuhan Institute of Virology's defense and saying pinky swear promise it did not come from a lab. Well, we can take that down. Here's the other news of the day. Put up my screen. If we take that down, put up my screen. Breaking news. Wuhan lab funder, Dezak, behind the Lancet article claiming that COVID-19 arose naturally. So I, I want to show you what this is all about because I don't expect you to go to the Lancet and read the article. An article was published published in the Lancet claiming that COVID-19 arose naturally. That article was he this guy was at least partially behind that article. So he's pushing the article, helping fund the research, helping with the research, pushing it, right? So he is thanking Anthony Fauci 
for saying that it, it was not, it didn't happen. But the, the main evidence supporting that determination, he was behind it. I mean, we always see this from Democrats, the circular evidence chain. We saw this with the Russia hoax. Remember, you had uh, P- you had Michael, uh, you have Steele, the Steele dossier. I almost said Michael Steele, but it's not Michael Steele. Michael Steele is the uh, is the traitor, <laughs> geo former GOP leader. Um, P- uh, yeah, Steele, the Steele dossier that was laundered when the FBI and the DOJ wouldn't run with it. Steele laundered that information through news outlets. They published it. And then the FBI agents that wanted to use it used those publications as a secondary source to back up the Steele dossier's findings. So you always see this. They launder their information. They launder their studies with circular logic, and they use it to, to advance themselves. Here, we have Dayzak being behind the Lancet article claiming that COVID-19 arose naturally. Then Fauci comes in and cites the article and says, oh, well, it arose naturally. And then Dayzak thanks Fauci. I mean, this is how corrupt it gets. This guy was working with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and he's behind the article, Pinky promising that it didn't leak from the lab. And that's what Fauci, that's part of what Fauci ran with. Really, really dishonest stuff. Terrible stuff. But, I mean, it gets worse and worse and worse. I'm going to take down my screen. It's, it's, It's almost... I want Fauci to be prosecuted. I, I do. I want him. I want him locked up. I want Congress to pass the Fired Act. We've been pushing that on the, on the fax blast for the last couple of days. If you're not already on our email list, make sure you do it. There's a link in the description. Sign up to receive our email newsletters. We send out daily fax blasts, helping you take action and push different things across the finish line in Congress, or to block leftist trash. Oh, damn it! I, I said trash. I, I I didn't actually intend to say trash. Uh, that one was actually naturally, um, I said that one naturally, but I do have it set up just in case go to my screen. Synonym for the day is horse feathers. Seriously. Horse feathers, language, behavior, or ideas that are absurd and contrary to good sense. As, as soon as we went with the British synonyms, we're going to, we're going to get some really crazy stuff. (laughs) It's Uh, really crazy. So we had, we had blatherskite, we had blatherskite, we had flapdoodle. And now we got horse feathers. Hashtag the left are horse feathers. I like that. I like it. We can, we can take that down. Um, as, as much as, so again, join our email list, participate in the fax blast, um, or or just reach out to Congress however you want. The, the whole deal is take action. We, we highlight things that are going on that need action. We, we give you guys a way to, with one click of a button, to send out the fax blast and be done. If, if you want to have a more personal touch, you can do that, right? The Fired Act is uh, um, it, it's a bill that would change the term limit for Fauci's current position. So he's like the, the director of infectious diseases or whatever at NIH. He's been there for 37 years. The bill would set the, would set the term limit at 12 with no grandfather clause. So he would immediately be fired, which is why it's called the Fired Act. It's like a uh, Fauci's incompetence requires uh, something dismissal, right? <laughs> it's the Fired Act, but it's just it's just targeted at Anthony Fauci to get him out. Um, so that's something we're pushing, and, and it's common sense stuff. It's common sense stuff, especially given what we're seeing in these emails. Really stunning, really really stunning. Well, we're gonna take a really quick break. And on the other side, we're going to talk about 
what Anthony Fauci was talking about in terms of hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's in the emails too. <laughs> so we're going to talk about him talking about hydroxychloroquine. There's an email between him and someone else, and they called Americans selfish pigs. Fauci's response, he makes some very good points. We'll get to that email, and then we're going to have Fauci admitting that masks don't work. Yeah, it's almost like he's a liar. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the other side of this really quick break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 